Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for all that you do for us. Amen. Lord, I ask that as I teach this class, Lord, that your anointing would fall upon me. Lord, that I would speak only that which you would have me to speak. Because, Lord, you said that if any man speak, let him, let him speak as the oracles of God. Lord, I'm just a mouthpiece. Lord, I'm just a vessel. But, Father, all glory, honor, and praise goes to you. Father, I thank you for our musicians tonight. I ask that you bless their faithfulness. Lord, I ask that you bless their home, Lord God. Father, I pray that you would draw even closer to them, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, as they lift up praise and worship unto you, as they work with the young people and with the senior choir, Lord, that, Father, that they would become that song. Lord, they would not just sing songs, but that they would become that song. That they would not just offer up a sacrifice of praise unto you, but that they would become that sacrifice. Because, Lord, you said that we are to present our bodies before you as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, which is our reasonable service. Lord, you had not asked us to do anything that's illogical or unreasonable. But, Lord, that's our reasonable service, to offer ourselves as a sacrifice unto you, Lord. Father, I, I just thank you. Lord, I ask that you would help us to prioritize, Lord, that which we place value upon. Father, that we would prioritize it. Lord, you said not to lay up treasures on this earth. Father, where moth and rust can corrupt and thieves dig through and steal. Lord, but you said to lay up our treasures in heaven where neither uh, rust nor moth can corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. Father, I thank you right now. Lord, I ask that you would walk amongst us tonight, that you would manifest yourself, Lord. There's no other reason for us to be here except to be in your presence and to hear your word. And not only to hear your word, but to do your word. So, Father, I pray that you would make it ever so real to each and every one of us. Lord, that you would break it down. Lord, that you would give us illumination, Lord. That you would speak to each and every one of us. Lord, you said that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Lord, we need your word as we need food, our daily bread to sustain us. We need your word to sustain us in this world, our Christian life, Lord, which is more real than our temporal life. Father, I just ask that you let those words come off of those pages tonight, Lord. And Father, that you would show us ourselves in the word. Let us not just see those who, who your Holy Spirit wrote about, but help us to see ourselves in your word. And we thank you and give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Genesis uh, chapter uh, 20 is where we're going to be ultimately, but I want to just look back. If you look at your syllabus, uh, Sister Cat, you have a paper back there? No, sir. All right. All right. All right. If you look at your syllabus, uh, by now you know what my custom is. We'll go back and look a little ways and then come on forward. Amen. Amen. And your syllabus, it says we will look briefly back at Lot, Abraham's nephew. Uh, Lot, if you look at A, Lot was governed by the flesh, by its lusts and appetites and desires. This assertion is made because it is evidenced and supported clearly by scripture. There is nothing that I will ever say God forbid should I say anything or make any assertion that is not backed by Scripture, that is not uh, 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 supported 
by scripture. If you look with me at Genesis uh, chapter 13, like I said, we're going to be in chapter 20 ultimately once we get over there. Genesis chapter 13, verse 10. Uh, some of you were not here when we talked about Lot. Uh, but Genesis 13, verse 10. It said uh, this is this is during the time when Lot and Abraham uh, they had dwelt together, even though God told Abraham, leave your kindred, everything, all your blood relatives, leave them behind and go to a land that I will show you. He wound up taking Lot with him. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, verse 10 says, uh, once they had uh, dwelt together for some time, Lot had cattle and herds and things like that. He had his, his men and, and whatnot. And Abraham also had his. And so they couldn't dwell together anymore because they had too much to be able to dwell together. So verse 10 says, Lot looked about him and saw how well watered. Once Abraham had said, you know, you you pick out, you pick what you want. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. You go to the right, I'll go to the left. You look at the land and see what you want. So Lot looked about him and saw how well watered was the whole plain of the Jordan, all of it. This was before the Lord had destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah all the way to Zor, like the garden of the Lord. Now, the garden of the Lord refers to the garden of Eden. It said that the land that Lot saw was like the Garden of Eden, like the land of Egypt. Uh, so he, he looked around and, and he picked out what? The best part, that, so he thought. He picked out what was best, right? Because he looked with his eyes. He looked with, with his appetite. Isn't that what got uh, Eve in trouble? She said she looked at the fruit and she saw that it looked good for food and, and pleasing to the eye and all that kind of thing. My mom once told me one time, she said, everything that looks good to you is not good for you. And I, and, I, and I know that to be right. Mama wasn't wrong very often. Matter of fact, I can't hardly name one time that she was ever wrong. Uh, and God gives parents certain graces to be able to be a parent. Uh, uh, just listen, if you write it down. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 says, for they that are after the flesh. Do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Did you hear what the word say? Romans 8, 5. Paul says to the church at Rome, for they that are after or according to or governed by or led by the flesh. That's what he means when he said they that are after the flesh, controlled by the flesh or controlled by their fleshly appetites. There are those who are controlled by the spirit, led by the spirit. And then there are those who are controlled by their flesh, by their inclinations, by their appetites, by their desires and and, and so on and so forth. He said, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. If they're after the flesh or if a person is governed by the flesh, then that's what's going to control their whole life. It's going to control every decision that they make, that, that they make that decision based upon whether or not it pleases their flesh, their, their desires or their appetite or their inclinations. You see what I'm saying? They're going to make decisions like that. And so when Lot, you, you see that kind of person, they can't separate what is in them from nothing. From their decisions, from their family life, from their church life, from anything. Because why? Because it is in them. And so when Lot looked and he saw he was governed by his desires, he said, yeah, I think I'll go over that because it looks good. Huh? 
Is that why we should do something? Because it looks good? Because it looks pleasing? Because it feels right or whatever? But that's what he did. And he wound up over there in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot was also selfish. Let her be. Lot was selfish. Now, why do I say that? Genesis chapter 13, verse 11. I'm going to read you from the uh, Jewish, complete Jewish study Bible. Uh, Genesis 13, 11. It says, so Lot chose what? Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan. And Lot journeyed eastward. Hold on, I lost my place. So Lot journeyed eastward, thus they departed from each other. So what does it say Lot did? Lot chose for himself. Did you, did you, did you, did you hear that? Lot chose the best part for himself. He was selfish. Now what did Abraham tell him? Uh, he said, if you go to the right, you choose what you want. You choose what you want. If you go to the right, then I'll go to the left. If you go to the left, then I'll go to the right. But did Lot consider Abraham? Was he considerate of him? Did he, did he think about how, how Abraham felt? Or maybe this would be the best thing for my uncle. No, he was selfish. Even though Abraham was very uh, uh, considerate of him. There are very many times in life, and you know it to be true. Some of y'all are older than I am, and you know it to be true, that people will not return to you what you have done for them. Amen. You will consider of them, and they'll turn around and be inconsiderate of you. Amen. That's huh? That's Human nature. Amen. It should not be that way, but, but the Bible talks about what is real. Huh? And they got out there, you mean to tell me that you came along with me and my family, and I took care of you, and I fed you, and I allowed you to sleep in my tent, and, I, and, and, and I've done all these things for you, and you turn around and do this to me. How many of y'all, don't raise your hand, but how many of y'all ever been there? Well, you've done all you can for somebody else, and then they turn right around and do just the opposite to you. Huh? It happens. It happens. People have opened up their home to folks, took care of them, fed them, let them sit down at their table with their family and eat the same bread that they ate and then they'll turn around and stab them in the back. Won't even be considerate. If it's not in a person, it's just not in them. You can fuss with them. You can take them and put them in a chokehold. Huh? Full Nelson, body slam them or whatever. But they'll never get it because if it's not in them, it's just not in them. Whatever, whatever was in Lot when he came out of Ur with Abraham, the same thing was in him right then. Same thing. That's why it, God changed Abraham or Abram's name to Abraham because he had to change his disposition for the position. Huh? Amen. You know what messes up some people in their positions, whether it be on the job or in church or wherever? Them. What's, what's in them because they have not allowed God to take it out of them. Amen. They have never been changed. Amen. Huh? They're religious, but have they ever really met Jesus? Let me go ahead on before I get in trouble. Amen. Amen. Lot was selfish. Lot was unappreciative and discourteous. He was unappreciative and discourteous. Genesis chapter 13, verse 8 and 9. What does it say? Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my, my, my herdmen and the herdmen, 
For we be brethren. Um, number nine says, Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. So that shows me that Abraham was concerned about the situation, right? Right. He was concerned about the situation, but Lot was not concerned about the situation. Amen. There are certain things, certain people that are wired certain ways. What, 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 did, uh, what, did, what did he say? What did Abraham say? We, we, we're kinsmen. We're related. We're blood. But there are some people that will step on even their own. Huh? Now, I'm not saying go along with them when they're wrong. If they're wrong, they're wrong. You see what I'm saying? But yet, there's, but Jesus put it this way. He said, a man's enemies, you ain't got to go out in the street and look for them. He said, a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Live under the same roof with you. Hate you. Huh? Number two, we will look briefly at Lot's reality. Lot's reality was that he was, he was in Sodom and Gomorrah. Huh? That was his reality. But the reality also remained that who put Lot there in Sodom and Gomorrah? Lot put himself there. So Lot couldn't complain or blame anybody else. Huh? If we find ourselves in, in certain predicaments, we can't blame anybody else. We have to blame ourselves. Amen. And most of the time, the, the reason why we got in those predicaments is simply because we were led by the flesh. Amen. Huh? If we were led by the spirit of God, then we would not get into certain situations that we have gotten into or will get into. Amen. If we're led. See, see, our flesh, just like we desire food, just like we get hungry around 12 o'clock in the afternoon or whatever and have to go to get something to eat and all that kind of stuff. Your flesh desires more than just food. Amen. Huh? Amen. There, there, there's been uh, there's been songs that have been written about the flesh and the desires. Of the flesh. Amen. Huh? Amen. Talk about uh I got a woman, what did the song say? Way over town. That's good to me. All that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Oh, y'all know that song, huh? Y'all ain't always been saved on that black yeah. Amen. Amen. It's real. The flesh desires certain things. That's why we have to put the flesh in check. And you can't do it. You can't you can't control the flesh with the flesh. Did you hear what I said? Well, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. You know, and a lot of people, it's coming up time for New Year's. A lot of people make New Year's resolution. I'm not going to do the same thing this year that I did last year. And it's about, what, a month, two months until the New Year? <laughs> and they've done the same thing that they said they wouldn't do that they did last year. Huh? We can't control the flesh with the flesh. You will, you will not constrain, constrain yourself. Huh? That's anybody. That's Rev. That's Bishop. That's Mother of the Church. That's that's whoever. Men, men and women. Huh? Because they got some sneaky women too. Oh yeah. Huh? Oh yeah. Hey. They got they got they got some women coming to the to the to the wife and kiss her while she got her eye over there on the husband. Oh no. It's the truth. It's the truth. Come on over, Rev. I need you to come pray for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm bringing my wife with me too. How about that? Because the flesh is the flesh. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit 
is spirit. You can't spiritualize this flesh. Because the flesh will act a fool in church, outside of church, at home, while you're praying and everything else. The flesh will act a plum fool. Don't think it won't. None of us have gotten so far in God that we can't get out of step with him. If we allow this flesh to, to do what it want to do. That's why he said that the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And you can't do what you want because they're contrary to one to the other. Isn't that right? He said what he said about the flesh. He didn't say dress it up and all this kind of stuff. He said crucify it. Put it to death. Huh? But you, somebody said one time in a book, they said you have to crucify your flesh, yourself face down. Because your flesh will always try to dig itself out of there. But if you put, if you bury yourself face down, the more you crawl and, and claw and everything, all you're going to do is go down further. Huh? All right. Second uh, Peter chapter two. Second Peter chapter two. The, the reality of Lot is that he was in Sodom and Gomorrah, but Lot put himself there. You know, one of the biggest faults of man is that he won't own up to his own mistakes. And sometimes, some people, not everybody, sometimes man will not, most of the time, man will not own up. That is me. I'm the reason. I'm the fault. Amen. Second Peter chapter 2. Verse number, let's begin with verse number 7. Well, verse number 6. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example or in sample, which means example, unto those that should live ungodly and delivered just who? Lot vexed with the filthy conversation. What does conversation mean? Way of life. Way of life, lifestyle. That's what it means. Conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Now, the Bible says that Lot was what? A righteous Man, would you say that Lot was a righteous man? No. Huh? So do you think that King, the, those that uh, translated the King James Version from the, from the Greek were correct there or were they, or were they incorrect? Huh? Y'all quiet. The Greek, I don't remember what the Greek said. No, no, no what I'm saying is, do you think that, that they were right when they translated the Greek, do you think that that just judging based upon, remember when we talked about Lot and what he did with his daughters and, and what he did, uh, uh, told the people, the townspeople that you can have my daughters, take them and do whatever you want with them. Would you from that say that they translated that correctly? No, 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 no definitely not. No. So what does it mean when the Bible says that Lot was righteous? All right, let's look at uh, number one. Under two, under uh, Roman numeral two, number one, the Bible said that Lot was a righteous man. The Greek word here for righteous is what? (laughs) 
Dikeos. This word, Dikeos. This word means the following. It means correct, by implication, innocent. It means just, especially just in the eyes of God. One of its cognates or one of its derivatives is derived from the Greek root, dike, meaning right, as in uh, judicial approval, a judicial verdict, which declares someone approved or to also declare them disapproved. A just finding that regards someone to be in a state of innocence or guilt. God remembered Lot, but was in, but was it on his own merit? Did God remember Lot when he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah? Was that on his own merit? That God remembered him and did not destroy him, but took his family by the hand? No. So when it talks about Lot being righteous, it means that he was he was judicially correct, all right? He had not done, he had not murdered, he had not done all of these things. But yet in his heart, he was not a righteous person. Just because I haven't killed somebody, or just because I haven't done all these horrible things, we're not going to name all that stuff, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Just because I have not done those things does not make me righteous. Huh? The Bible said that we're saved by faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. Isn't that right? So I can't make myself righteous before God. Isn't that right? So then, let's read Genesis chapter 19, 29, because I don't know if y'all really, really remember this verse. 19:29 Was Lot spared on his own merit? Genesis 19:29. It says in the complete Jewish study Bible, thus it was that when God destroyed the cities of the plain and annihilated the cities where Lot dwelt. God was mindful of Abraham and remembered Lot from the midst of the upheaval. So was he spared on his own merit? No. He was spared. Why? Because God remembered Abraham. Why? Because Abraham had already interceded for the cities. And also because he was in relation with Abraham. You see, you remember in the Bible when God told that uh, in the book of Acts, when he told Cornelius, you and your whole house are going to be saved. Huh? Number three, Roman numeral three. Let's move right along. We will look briefly at Lot's hospitality and morality. Hospitality and morality. What is morality? Y'all have y'all papers, so I know y'all going to probably cheat a little bit. Of course. Morality, look at your paper. Morality is defined as principles concerning the distinction between right and wrong or good and bad. Now, who would say that our morality today is weak in this country? By and by and law, I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about the laws that are passed. I'm talking about the, the activities that are, I'm talking about the commercials, I'm talking about the movies, I'm talking about the music, I'm talking about every, all of that. Mm-hmm. Who would say that our morality is not as it should be in this country? Oh, I would say. Huh? And what standard do we, are we supposed to judge our morality by? See what I'm saying? Because if we, if we judge our morality based upon what is accepted in society, then that does not mean that it is accepted with God. 
Everybody, you know what the old saying, everybody else doing it. So that means I'm supposed to do it too? Huh? Lot was influenced by his surroundings. Lot was influenced by the place that he lived. Lot was influenced by his community. How many of us don't even realize that we've been influenced, our thinking in some measure have been influenced by our society? That's right. Huh? That's why the Bible said, don't, be, con uh, don't uh, be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because there are certain things that we see on TV that we've seen for so long. Amen. There are certain uh, mindsets that are in our community that's been there for so long that now we have to take all that stuff and get it washed out of our head because it'll have us looking just like the world. As a man thinking, so is he. You see what I'm saying? So Lot was one that was governed by his flesh and governed by his desires. He said, those that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. I can tell you where a person is in their person, in, within their spirit, in their heart, based upon what is manifested in their life. If all they want to do is go to the club, I can tell you where they are. They're governed by the flesh. Amen. They're led by the flesh. If all they want to do is pray and worship and praise God and listen to that Bible on the tape and Bible on CD and all that kind of stuff, I can tell you that they're governed by the spirit. Huh? He said that there's no way. You See, there's certain things about a person that tells you who they are, that identifies them of who they are based upon their behavior, based upon the patterns that you see in their lives. And you see the same pattern over and over and over and over again. And why can't they break that pattern? Why can't they? Because it's in them. Because it's ingrained in their mind. This is the springboard of action right here. The movie is right here. The recording is right here. Huh? All that stuff. Everything you see a person do started right. Right there. Everything you see them do. Before they could say, I love the Lord, it had to be right there. Huh? Before they could, before they could separate themselves from the wrong company, it had to first be here. But if it's not there, they're going to slip all on. Huh? The first little thing, come on, let's go on over there to the party. Let's go to the club. Let's go to the casino. There they go. Why? Because it's in them. Amen. And some of these things are in them because it's a learned behavior. Isn't that right? That's right. Some of y'all with me, some of y'all not. But it's a learned behavior, whether we believe it or not. Huh? That's why when, when the disciples saw Jesus, they said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Because they know what was in Nazareth. Huh? Yes, sir. All right. Titus 1.15 says, Unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. Titus 1.15, Unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto the, them that are uh, defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. Let me ask you this. Aren't there some things that are pure? Huh? And there's some things that are what? That are defiled, right? And God is a God that makes a distinction between things. He doesn't cross one thing over to another and mix one thing with another. Talking about transgender and all that kind of stuff. Transsexual and all that. No, you're going one way or the other. See what I'm saying? You're either a man or a woman. 
Amen. God don't play that stuff about, oh, well, you know, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a new era. It's a new age. But let me tell you something. Our morality can't drop just because it's a new era, because it's a new age, because it's 2019. Amen. Our morality cannot drop, but our morality must be judged by this book, established by this book, and this book never changed. God said heaven and earth may pass away, but my word shall never pass away. There's not, a, there's not a century that will pass that this book is not applicable to the human life. You see what I'm saying? Because just because somebody says that this is okay. Just because somebody says it's all right to read this book. Ain't nothing wrong with this book. Huh? Doesn't make this book pure. Doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it uh, just. It doesn't make it good. Peter said, whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is holy, whatever is righteous, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Because if it's right up here, if your mind is right, then you can kind of see right. You see what I'm saying? But if, but if your mind, you said, to the, to the, to the, uh, to the defiled, uh, 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 what do you say? But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. You can try to sit there and show a person right from wrong all day long. But if their mind is, is wired a certain way, they will never see it. Amen. Never. Amen. You tell them it's wrong. You're showing them it's wrong. You're showing them in the word. You're praying with them. You're doing all these things. But yet they still want to call black, blue, and blue green. Amen. Huh? Because of the condition of their mind. Yeah. Jesus, when he came, he always appealed to people's minds. To their mind, to their thinking, because they had some thinking that needs to be uh, 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 demolished, uh, just done away with, and put a new mind and a new spirit within them. Amen. I'm not just rambling, I'm going somewhere now. Pure in, 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 uh, in the Greek, if you look at uh, Roman numeral three, under morality, pure is katharos. Does that, that, that sound kind of familiar? Catharsis? Any of y'all ever heard the word catharsis? What does it mean? It means to empty out, to clean out. Uh, it's a primitive word properly. It means without admixture. Without admixture. Huh? We have, to, we have to be in such a state within our spirit, within our mind, within our heart, to where there's nothing mixed with it. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. To where, to where God has, has purified our heart. He said, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Huh? There's some people that can talk the word and all these kind of things, but yet if you listen at them long enough, you're kind of like, wait a minute. I mean, they're saying some things that's right, but then they're not they're going off the deep end because they got something else mixed in with all of that up there. Huh? In this world, we'll do that to you. If we keep indulging in certain things, listening to watching certain movies or listening to certain music and all that kind of stuff, but the choice is ours. Huh? Each one of us have the choice. Defiled, it, the root is, is mia. It means tainted at the source. Shows everything passing through it also becomes tainted. Huh? If it's tainted at the source, if it's crooked at the root, guess what? Every, every fruit that come off is going to be messed up. It's going to be crooked. Huh? That's why God wants to get down to the root of where we live at. Whatever the source of the problem is. Whatever keeps us from seeing God clearly, that's what God wants to move out of the way. Whatever holds us back from being where God wants us to be, that's what God wants to move out of our life within us, not out here. See, religion says, well, you got to get all this right. You got to wear your hair just right. You got to cut. 
you know, wear your clothes just right and all this kind of stuff. But yet you still have the same person. They look good on Sunday, but then now they're doing all kind of devilish stuff once they leave church. That's right. Amen. Huh? Their morality is not there because their morality is not here. Morality starts here. Amen. Inside, in the heart. That's where it starts at. You can't be right outwardly and not be right inwardly. Huh? Because it's going to show up sooner or later. Sooner or later, it's going to show up. Lot's hospitality. Genesis 19, 1 through 3. We'll just try to read this right quick. The two angels arrived in Sodom in the evening. As Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom, when Lot saw them, he rose to greet them, and bowing low with his face to the ground, he said, Please, my lords, turn aside to your servant's house to spend the night, and bathe your feet, then you may be on your way early. But they said, No, we will spend the night in the square. But he urged them strongly, so they turned in the way, uh, excuse me, turned his way and entered the house. And he prepared a feast for them and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. Lot was very hospitable. But number two says, Lot, as the father of his daughters and husband of his wife, the man of the house and defender of his home, his lack of moral backbone, his association, identification, and participation led ultimately to the true effects of Sodom and Gomorrah's situation in his own home. Mark 3.27 says, No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he will first bind the strong man. And then he will spoil his house. A real man is not going to let nobody come in his home and do whatever they want to do. Amen. To his family, to him, to his home, he is a protector. Matter of fact, in the Hebrew, uh, the, the word father came from the, uh, from the, from the Hebrew word ah, which meant and, uh, that it was a picture of it. Each Hebrew word has a picture associated to it. And the picture associated with father is an ox or a strong controller. Somebody who protects. Amen. But Lot did not stand up and protect his family. You see what I'm saying? Why? Because Lot did not have moral backbone. Amen. Do you remember what Lot said? What did he say? Lot said, look, oh, man, please, brothers, friends, don't do this thing. Don't hurt these angels. Don't hurt these, these men, these guests of mine. He said, I have two daughters. Two daughters that have never known a man. He said, take them and do what you want to do with them. Right? Is that morality? No. That's not morality. Huh? But Lot was governed by his flesh from the very beginning. I told you when Lot looked over there, he looked at all the best land. He said, give me all of that because it looks so juicy. People always worry about their appetite. Give me the best thing. Give me the best steak. Give me the best of this. The best of that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But when it becomes... Uh, that that's what that person is governed by. That's what their whole life is led by. Amen. Then it becomes a problem. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So let me tell you this: whatever, whatever it, we have, whatever is the problem in the beginning, if it's left unchecked, will cause us destruction in the end. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? And whatever's the problem in the beginning, if it's left unchecked, if we don't allow God to deal with this flesh and deal with our desires, deal with our inclination. It will destroy us in the end. Need some scriptural support? Samson. Samson. Samson was a strong man. 
right? The Spirit of God came upon him. He was a Nazarite. Wasn't never supposed to cut his hair. But what did he do? He had this lust. He slept with a prostitute. He told his mom and daddy, go get her from me. See, that's what the flesh says. The flesh says, no, don't worry about no lies. You don't need no lies, no boundaries, no barriers. Cut that out. Just go get it. Amen. Go get it. If that's what you want to do, you go and do it. And the world says, if you're going to do it, do it big. See what I'm saying? That's right. So that's what he did. He went out there and he got his mom and daddy. See, sometimes we don't, we don't just do stuff on our own. We get other people involved. Huh? Come on, bro. You think you, you, you think you can hook that up for me? Huh? Huh? Women do it too. Come on, man. I need you to pass him this number. No, he married. I need you to pass him this number. Why? Because her flesh says, if you want it, just go get it. Amen. See what I'm saying? But yet, Samson played with that thing and played with that thing and played with that thing until he told Delilah, he said, look, then, you know, you know, if, if you tie me with, with new ropes and all this kind of thing, yeah. then my strength will be taken away. Huh? Tied him up with the rope. He broke the ropes and everything because he wasn't telling the truth. But the longer he laid in her lap, huh? Huh? the longer he laid in her lap, he wound up telling her his secret. And Samson, he wound up, wound up gouging out his eyes. Putting out both his eyes, took both his eyeballs, yeah, took them out, huh? tied him up like an ox, mm -hmm. and had him threshing out corn, walking round and round the mill, pulling the millstone, walking round and round, huh? And in the end, he asked God just one more time, yeah. just one more time. It was a bittersweet situation. He said, just one more time, just one more time, huh? But then he wound up dying. But he killed more in his death than he did in his life. I don't think there's really nothing to shout about. So here was Lot. So what, what was Lot teaching his daughters? See, because we're always teaching our family members. We're always teaching our friends. We're always teaching those around us, huh? By what we do, by our example. Isn't that right? Y'all still with me? What do you think Lot was telling his daughters? Because his daughters were right there. The men were trying to break the door down to get intimate with these men that came by his house, which were actually angels. And these people had so much going on inside of them to where they, they smote them with blindness, but what did they do? They still tried to claw and find the door, tried to get in there at those men. Huh? But what, how, did, how did his daughters feel? Huh? You mean daddy done told these people that, you know, they could, they could take us and do whatever they want to do with us? But yet you're supposed to be an example. You're supposed to be a role model. You're supposed to be a strong protector and all this kind of stuff. What kind of position does that put their morality in? Even though we ultimately we have to make our own choices, but we teach our children, we teach our family, we show them things, we instruct them whether we're teaching Amen. verbally or whether we're teaching uh, uh, just about living. Amen. Huh? So then, here's Lot. They wound, the angels wound up taking them out of Sodom and Gomorrah. They wound up in the cave, him and his two daughters, because his wife looked back. She still loved Sodom. So she looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. So here he is in a cave with his two daughters, and the oldest one said, go get daddy drunk. Let's get him drunk. Huh? She got him drunk, and then she went and laid down with him. She got pregnant. And she told her younger sister, you go and get him drunk tonight. I got him drunk last night. You get him drunk tonight. See, certain things will follow you out of your society, out of your environment. You can go all the way to New York. You can go to California. You can go wherever else. But if you're watching, certain things will follow you. Huh? Y'all believe that? Yes, Learn behavior. Huh? Learn behavior. 
So they, they, they didn't see any morality in Sodom and Gomorrah. First of all, when I saw that it was like that, I would took my family and got on out of that. Angel wouldn't have to tell me nothing, man. Why did you stay so long, Lot? Why, did you, why do we stay so long in certain situations that we know is not right? We can look at it and see it's not right. Why do we stay so long? Is there a lust for that thing within us? Yeah. Is there an appeal, appealing in, it, in us? That thing grabbing that much a hold of us that we'll put our own family at stake so we can have it? Huh? Y'all hearing what the Spirit's saying? Some, of, some people have put their own family at stake because they like drink. Because yeah. blah, 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 blah. Huh? Stay too long. Huh? Stay too long. Put their own family going down the highway drunk with the kids in the car. Amen. Huh? That's right. Wind up hitting somebody, killing everybody in the car. They're they alive and all the kids die. Don't. Amen. Why do we stay so long in certain things? Lot stayed a long time in Sodom and Gomorrah. Let me tell you, stayed too long. That's right, Pastor. I'm a witness. So then, not only that, but the older daughter, she wound up getting pregnant and she named her son Moab. Isn't that right? Y'all remember Moab in the Bible? The Moabites were those that passed their children through the fire, sacrificed their own children in the fire. Huh? And then you had the Ammonites. Both of these people became a problem for the children of Israel. We make our own, a lot of times we make our own problems. Sometimes it's not us that made the problem. What if we go back in our family line and go back generations ago, we'll find out that somebody did something that they weren't supposed to do. And now we're still paying for it today. Still paying. Huh? Still paying for it today. But not only that, but God, God is so merciful that he'll take and turn around our mistakes and make it a blessing. Praise God. Amen. Y'all believe that? Didn't you hear me say that one of their uh, children was Moab? Yeah. Y'all remember Moab in the Bible? Who else, who else was a Moabite? Yeah, Ruth. Oh, yeah. Ruth was a Moabite. <laughs> who was she to Jesus? Huh? Great, 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 Genesis chapter 20. Got a little while left, maybe 10, 10, 15 minutes and we'll be done. Genesis chapter 20. Abraham journeyed from there. There was uh, Mamre. Which is chapter 18, you see that he was in, in Mamre by the terebinth, which is a tree. It's a terebinth tree. It's an oak tree, basically. Abraham journeyed from Mamre from there to the region of the Negev. The Negev was the desert. How I many know that on our journey, sometime with God, we'll go through some dry places. Sometimes where we don't even feel the presence of God. Sometimes where we can't even feel his spirit, we'll go through some dry places. But nevertheless, we are on a calculated journey. Did you hear what I said? When God brought him out of Ur of the Chaldees, he was bringing him somewhere. God didn't just save us to save us. He's bringing us somewhere. Wherever your journey is with God throughout this life, he's bringing each and every one of us somewhere. Amen. 
Thank you. I got one. Amen. Amen. Uh, he, he went toward the Negev and settled between what? Kadesh and what? And sure. Amen. Kadesh in Hebrew means holy. Isn't that right? Somebody know what I'm talking about. All right. While he was sojourning in Gerar, Abraham said of Sarah, here we go again. Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. So King Abimelech, uh, which means Abimelech means uh, father king or my father is king. Abimelech of Gerar had Sarah brought to him. And it was custom that every ruler could take the prettiest women or the, or the finest women, if you want to put it that way, and make them a part of their harem. Verse three. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, you are to die. Well, he said you're a dead man. Huh? Dead man. <laughs> dead man. Oh, yeah. Because of the woman that you have taken. For she is a married woman. Some things that we do will kill us. Amen. Oh, yeah. Especially when we're fighting against the plan of God. Amen. Especially when we're fighting against the plan of God. Because God was watching over his word to perform it. Now, Abimelech had not approached her or had not been intimate with what it means. He said, oh, Lord, will you slay people even though innocent? He himself said to me, she is my sister. And she also said, he is my brother. When I did this, my heart was blameless and my hands were clean. And God said to him in the dream, I knew that you did this with a blameless heart. And so I kept you from sinning against me. Some people used to say not, uh, uh, ignorance is bliss. You say ignorance is bliss. But there are some things that will kill us, even though we might not even know what we're doing. But God have to show us. Amen. That was why I did not let you touch her. The Lord said, therefore, restore the man's wife, since he is a what? A prophet. A prophet he will intercede for you. How many of you know what the word intercede means? It means to go between one one thing and another, between a person and destruction, between a person and sickness, or between a person and death, to intercede, to go in the middle of. Abraham's going to stand in the middle of you and death to save your life. If you will fail to restore her, know that you shall die. You and all that are yours. The decisions we make affect more than just us. It affects our whole family. For a long time, sometime. Early next morning, Abimelech called his servants and told them all that had happened. And the men were greatly frightened. They were afraid. Who wouldn't be afraid to tell you, y'all about to die? <laughs> huh? Then Abimelech summoned Abraham and said to him, what have you done to us? What wrong have I done that you should bring so great a guilt upon me and my kingdom? You have done to me things that ought not to be done. See, fear caused some people to do some things that should not be done to other people. What then, Abimelech demanded of Abraham, was your purpose in doing this thing? Huh? God is, uh, God is trying to expose Abraham's motive. I thought, said Abraham, surely there is no fear of God in this place. And they will kill me because of my wife. And besides, she is in truth my sister, my mother's daughter, though not my father's. 
and she became my wife. So Abraham trying to work this, this thing out on his own. Huh? God brought him uh, out of Earl of the Chaldeans, but now he's trying to work it out. Sound like some of us. God just saved us and all this kind of thing, and now we're trying to work it out. So when God made me wander from my father's house, I said to her, let this be the kindness that you shall do me. Whatever place we come to, say there of me, he is my brother. Sounds like Abraham selfish. Now he's selfish too. Sounds like he got selfishness running in his family. Because when he went before Pharaoh, he weren't about himself, about him dying. What about Sarah? Huh? Now he's before Abimelech. Now he weren't about him dying again. Huh? Lord have mercy. Verse 14. Abimelech took sheep and oxen, male and female, slaves, and gave them to Abraham, and he and he restored his wife Sarah to him. And Abimelech said, here my, here my land is before you. Settle wherever you please. If it'll stop me from dying, settle wherever you want to settle it. And to Sarah he said, uh, and to Sarah he said, I herewith give your brother a thousand pieces of silver. This will serve you as vindication. So he's trying to make up to Sarah. He's trying to pay her for what he did wrong to her. Before all who are with you and you are cleared before everyone. Abraham then prayed to God and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his slave girl, uh, uh, slave girl, so that they bore children. For the Lord had closed fast every womb of the household of Abimelech because of Sarah, the wife of Abraham. Huh? What do you think about that? Anybody, what do y'all think about that? No. He's serious. He's serious. Nobody don't want to talk to me. Some people talking to me. What'd you say? He's serious? He's serious when he speaks. He means business. Right. You know, he don't play. That's right. That's right. God God means what he says. And if God has given you something, nobody can't take it from you. Huh? Nobody cannot sidetrack it. There are people that will get jealous of you and, and try to hurt you Amen. and try to bring you down yes. and all these kind of things. Yes. Oh, yeah. Even in the church. Yes. I said it from the pulpit one Sunday, huh? Amen. Sometimes people get hurt. The, the place they get hurt, the worst is in the church. Huh? But if people would realize you don't have to feel threatened. Abraham, brought you don't have to feel threatened. God knows that when he gave Sarah to you or however it happened, he knew how pretty Sarah was. Well, that should have been something, huh? You got to live in fear all the time because your wife's so pretty. Yeah. Huh? Sounds like you need to leave her at home or something. Huh? Don't bring her nowhere. Don't bring her to the grocery store. Don't bring her to church. Huh? Or if you bring her to church, have them get her in there when church go with her. Take off. Yeah. And I never looked into the history of it, but maybe that's why some of those women, those foreign women, Arabs and all that, all you can see is this much. That's it. That's all you can see. Huh? Because their husband don't want anybody else looking at them. They got a robe on and start right here and the end down there under their feet. Oh, yeah, they still wear They better wear Huh? Because we're going to speak that language on. <laughs> <laughs> huh? 
But when God has given us something, we don't have to fight with nobody. 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 Huh? I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine Abraham and even Abram before his name was changed? Everywhere he go, he had to make up some kind of half story. Huh? Yeah. But you see, the thing about a lie is, and maybe we'll close on this. The thing about a lie is, you have to remember the lie. That's right. See what I'm saying? You have to remember what you said, exactly how you said it. Huh? But when you're telling the truth, you can catch me, uh, just sneak up on me, and I'll just say the lie. Because it's the same, it's the truth. I can tell you, I can tell you what I said, how I said it, and I can tell you every day of the week the same thing. I don't have to try to remember nothing because it's the truth. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So our our morality matters. Even when in situations where it seems like it's a it's a sticky situation, even in a situation where it seems like that uh it could that situation might be to your hurt or you might lose something in that situation. We still have to maintain our morality. A lie is a lie. On any day of the week, a lie is a lie. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. I don't care if I'm out in Sodom and Gomorrah. Wrong is wrong. I'm not my brother. Huh? The Bible said that those that are a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Huh? I'm not going to change the way, the, my standards for anybody. No, you can't have my daughter. You can't have neither one of them. No. Matter of fact, you are not my brother. Get away from my house. Amen. Huh? I don't even want to, Abraham, uh, Lot, identify with these people. Huh? He identified with them. Friends. Yeah. If you're on this side, and you're not, you're not saved, you're not uh, sanctified, you're not filled with the Spirit, you don't care nothing about God, you are not my friend. Amen. You are not my brother. I will not associate not with you. Brother. And a young man, I'm going to close with this. Young man at work today. He said, uh, there's got to be a better situation. I said, yeah, God is the best thing. Jesus is the best thing. He said, well, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. Huh? I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. I can't talk much with him, though, because a couple of weeks ago, he cursed God. Yeah. But see, <laughs> the, the morality of the world is not our morality. The church cannot go along with certain things just because it's socially acceptable. And I was telling somebody today, I said, look, it's wrong. They always talk about separation of church and state. But now you say you want to put a preacher in jail if he, if he doesn't agree to marry two men or marry two women. You see, well, that's real. Yeah, they want to put the preacher in jail. Huh? But you're always talking about separation of church and state. Well, let's separate it then. My morality is my morality. My morality is based upon that Bible. Not based upon how I feel or how you feel or whether you think it's right or whether you think it's wrong. See what I'm saying? We gotta wake up because this thing coming down, coming down the turnpike that's gonna make your head spin. Gonna make your head spin. Y'all, we haven't seen nothing yet. Just wait a while. And I hope it's not another four years. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your spirit, Lord. Lord, help us that when we see situations, Lord, in our society, or when we see people or come across people that 
try to seem like a friend or want to be a part of our lives and we, we already see what the situation is, Lord, help us not to even position ourselves towards that so that we don't wind up in that. Father, I just ask, Lord God, that you would help all of us to have moral backbones, Lord, that we won't change with our environment, Lord. That we won't change around certain people and, and uh, let our guards down and, 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 and say that things are right when we know they're wrong. But that we'll stand up for righteousness no matter what. Lord, you said that we are the salt of the earth with the light of the world. Lord, you meant that. You meant that, Lord. Because, Lord, we know that we don't have to compromise with anybody. We don't have to be a part of no secret society, no Eastern Star, no Mason, no nothing, Lord. Because we know those things are not of you. And Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would unmask the devil. That, Lord, you would take his covering off of him. That, Lord, things that we thought was so right, that you would show it for what it is. Lord, that we, the things that we thought was nothing wrong with it, that you would show it for what it is, Lord. Father, because we know that though if we compromise with the devil, Lord, if we cross lines, if we allow our flesh to have control of us, we will wind up doing things, Lord God, that is that are not right. And crossing lines that we shouldn't have never crossed. So, Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would keep us, Lord, with steel in our backbone. That we won't be have a jelly back, Lord, but that we would have a stern backbone for you, Lord, to stand up for you. But stand up for righteousness. Lord, I pray that as we leave from this place, but never from your presence, let there be no breakdowns, no flat tires, Lord. And I pray that those that's on the road, Lord, won't allow the devil to get control of their mind and make them think they have to go faster than what they need to go or what the speed limit is. Father, that we all might make it home safely. Father, I pray that you be with us, that you bless this church, Lord, that you bless those people that are reaching out for you, those that want to do right. Those that want